0: 18 plus.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Referendum Podcast. I'm your host, Big John, with lead analyst Jesse J, brought to you by FinFlamSports.com. Come support us, buy us a cup of coffee, support us on Patreon. Today, we're going to be talking about the NFL. It's been a long time since we've done a podcast. We got work, we got school, we got life. It happens, but you know what? We're back. Jesse, how you doing? Good, how about you? Pretty good. We're going to talk about several things today quarterbacks, coaches. Free agents. First, let's get right into it, Jess.
2: Carson Wentz, released by the Washington Commanders.
1: What do you think? Where do you think he'll end up? He, Wentz, how do you think he did this past year?
3: I didn't think Carson Wentz was that good. He also kind of got hurt at the early in the early part of the year. He had a, I think he had an elbow injury. Part of the problem with Carson Wentz is he's been so kind of inconsistent and he's inconsistent from game to game. I didn't think he was terrible with the Colts, but the way that ended, it was so bad. Washington, he just, he never looked right. And then with the Eagles, it was moments where he looked really good, and then it just kind of ended poorly. With Carson Wentz, he's going to have to, he's probably going to have to swallow his pride and be a backup. And some of the things you hear about him are that he maybe isn't the greatest teammate when things aren't going great or he's not starting. But he's going to have to, He's gonna have to be one of those guys if he wants to stay in the NFL. That has to go be a backup for whether it's a Patrick Mahomes, a Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. He's gonna have to go back up one of these guys, and kind of be willing to. He's gonna to be he has he has to be willing to be a backup quarterback and not be the guy for the basically the first time in his
2: career. Agreed, and I've I've always thought he was an
1: overrated quarterback. He had one decent season and that was it. How Washington paid him 30 million dollars when he's never performed well. I don't understand how he got that much money.
3: It was desperation. They they traded for Carson Wentz
1: because they were desperate. This they... is how this is how ridiculous the Washington ownership is slash GM. What are you doing hiring a quarterback like Carson Wentz? For I don't the past, think they have a GM. I think it's Ron Rivera. That's my point. Yeah, when you have a quarterback and Taylor Heineke, who's been your who should have been your quarterback for the past two or three years, who's underneath your nose.
3: I think part of the problem is they didn't. They thought Heineke kind of had a ceiling. The problem is that Heineke's ceiling and Heineke's ceiling is probably better than what Carson Wentz is because Carson Wentz he's so inconsistent
1: that you can't really build a team around him. I think he's ceiling as a quarterback is higher than, than Carson Wentz. You're right. However, his performances have outdone Carson Wentz. His record is better as a starting quarterback than Carson Wentz's is. You can't argue the facts. It's just ridiculous. The quarterback's been underneath your nose since day one, and you don't start the guy? The bad thing is you don't even give these guys reps in the preseason to compete with the quarterback. That's ridiculous. the thi- the thing about yeah well, the thing about Washington and the reason they got
3: themselves in this situation is because they they didn't draft quarterback they they they're not very appealing because of their ownership they they're just a very unappealing team and they settled for Carson Wentz and it didn't work like kind of everyone expected it to happen because Carson Wentz is kind of a he's kind of a personality where he can be difficult to get along with you take that in combination with the fact he was banged up and they had a bad season and they kept going back to Carson once at the end of the year. it The Washington experience never made any sense with him. They should have just kept Taylor Heineke as the starter the entire year unless he got hurt. And then you go to Howell, the backup. Exactly. And, you know, on top of that, Carson
1: Wentz gets hurt. You know who doesn't get hurt? Taylor Heineke. You figure the year before he had, um oh, my God who they signed from um Tampa Bay, he's been everywhere. But what's his name with the beard? Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. He gets hurt the first game, and Taylor Heineke comes in. But the bad thing is they didn't practice with Taylor Heineke as much as they should have. And the dude still didn't get hurt, and he hasn't gotten hurt since he's been in the league, coming from the XFL. He's been the quarterback to win games, and the thing is, if you look at the gameplay on the field, the players react to him like they have. They haven't done to the quarterbacks that they put before him. Their leadership on that team in the office is absolutely horrible. Ron Rivera should have been fired at the end of the season when they cost, when he cost the team the playoffs. How do you put Carson Wentz when he's not even the hot hand instead of Taylor Heineke? Then you go to the podium and you say, well, I didn't know that um, we were at the playoffs. You're the fucking coach and GM. How do you not know these things? Where's your concern at? The you prob- blew the opportunity for your team to get in the playoffs because your ego was so big. Oh, because it's a business. we got to put the $30 million quarterback in. That's the beautiful thing about Taylor Heineke. He even acknowledged that. He didn't even step on any toes in his response to the question is, well, how do you feel about Carson Wentz coming in before you instead of you taking the lead? Oh, it's a business. Fuck the business. You in business, do business for your team, not for the organization. You want the team to win. He was a winner. Ron Rivera should be fired three months ago. He should not be the fucking head coach of the Washington Commanders. It should be Eric Bieniemy. And since we're on the Commanders, let's talk about Eric Bieniemy's position now as, as the offensive coordinator. What do you think about that? So, okay, going back a little bit with
3: the Carson Wentz thing is Washington's kind of stuck, and that kind of explains the situation they're in with Ron Rivera. There was, there really weren't any quarterbacks available. The only first-round quarterback was Kenny Pickett, and who went to the Steelers. So Washington decided, decided to settle on a veteran quarterback, and they went with the absolute worst choice they could have. The Colts were actively trying to just do whatever they could to get rid of Carson Wentz, and Washington takes him. Washington then has Carson Wentz. He gets hurt. Heineke plays. Heineke plays most of the year and hasn't been in position to make playoffs. They kind of pull him when game started to get tight. Heineke wasn't playing his best, but their offensive coordinator, Scott Turner, he's not any good. That offense just, they never impressed me with anything they did coaching-wise. I think the biggest problem with Washington is that they, have, they haven't they have really committed to a quarterback, even if it's just a guy like Taylor Heineke. He is the best quarterback you have had play for you last year. You had to commit to him and go to him and do things to support
1: him. And the thing is, he can scramble. He can yell at the bucket, He can throw the ball deep. But they don't so, give him the reps that he needed. They don't give him the reps that a quarterback needs just in case a quarterback goes down, which is I've never understood that. We need so that, the backup for a reason. You play the backup. He should get the same amount of reps as your starting quarterback in preseason, and he wasn't in it. And in training prior to that, why aren't, why, do, why do teams do this? It doesn't make any sense. I don't care about the money. But there's there's life that happens when you go down. And this is what argue, happens when you have shit played by a backup quarterback. I would argue hey, that Heineke should have gotten more reps than he did.
3: Typically, you don't want to give your backup quarterback all, all the reps. You want to try to get your starter some reps. You want to get your backup quarterback enough reps that if he had to come in, he has at least played in the offense, and they, there's at least a rhythm there. And then you want to try to play your backup or whoever your practice squad quarterback is to try to get him developed as much as you possibly can in the preseason going going to what the hiring was with Eric Bieniemy. it's clear that Ron Rivera probably is going to get fired especially if they have a new ownership group he's probably going to get fired the reason they hired Eric Bieniemy is because Eric bieniemy has got enough clout that when they do get rid of Ron Rivera you can make him the uh, interim head coach and that he will take on that role and basically get half a season to interview to be their head coaching or for the head coaching job uh, as the interim head coach. Uh,
1: if, if you were to ask me, I think Ron Rivera probably gets fired in the first month of the season. And, and let's just listen to the clip that I, that I'm talking about, about Ron Rivera um, when he got to the podium after they lost. Um, and they were still in play of contention. And FYI, I wrote an article called Ron Rivera should be fired on Ben Flam sports. So if you go on then you can read my whole rant. But here it is.
2: To clarify, you said you would talk about quarterback next week. If you guys are eliminated today by what happens at 4 o'clock, is Sam Howell in consideration? We can be eliminated. Yeah, if the Packers beat the Vikings, then you guys are eliminated.
1: That man should be fired three months ago. What are you doing, Washington? I'm sorry I'm so pissed about it. But when you waste talent at an opportunity like that, if it was anybody else, if it was any other player out there, well, they dropped the ball. What's the first two people going to say? He needs to go. Why isn't he gone? I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm mad, but
3: that just pisses me off. Washington's in a unique scenario because I think the expectation is that if they start slow, they're probably going to fire Ron Rivera, which means that Eric Bieniemy is going to get a chance to be an interim head coach. You would hope so. I, well, I mean, at this point, there's – I don't think – I don't know if, there, if there's – the only other guy on staff that could possibly be the interim head coach is Jack Del Rio, and that's just – you're not making – you're not even – there's not even a shot Jack Del Rio would keep that job permanently.
1: No. Not at all.
3: So the biggest thing for Washington is going to be what their <laughs> plan is a quarterback. I think Howell is a guy who, at least right now, he's going to be their starter, or at least he'll be their quarterback one heading into, the, into free agency and draft season. I fully expect them to draft somebody or to go get another veteran quarterback. I don't know who, but they can't go into the season with Sam Howell being their only option.
1: Well, and, and in fairness, Sam Howell played fantastic against the Dallas Cowboys. And just, to, just to, to say how that happened, how he got the position, they asked Taylor Heineke, how do you feel about him starting over you? He said, that's fine. Give this guy an opportunity. He's the consummate professional. He reminds me of an Alex Smith. He's just a good dude. He beat the Cowboys in week 18, 26 to six. And he played very, very well against all starting players on the Dallas Cowboys team that week. I mean, they, they might have something with him. I'm not saying they do, but at the same time, if they don't, they better pay Taylor Heineke because he's a free agent this year and he's going to ask for $15 million. Yeah, if
3: I don't, they don't I, pay
1: him, they're screwed.
3: Heineke's Heinke's probably going to be a backup somewhere, or a um, uh, gap or a gap starter. Like he's he's going to be a bridge starter
1: or a backup. Um, and that's not and that's not to mention that Eric got not going to. First of all, Washington's offense with the teams with the with the players they had last year, if he was there, I think they could have won that division. To be honest with you, that offense what? is fantastic. But that that offensive that offensive offensive coordinator they had last year was is absolutely horrible. The schemes that he drew up were, were just bad. It was just bad. He, they, that offensive coordinator got bailed out because of the players that they have. Robinson's a fantastic running back who can catch the ball on the run. He's great. You got Terry McLaurin, who's gonna, who's the free agent this year. If they don't resign him, uh, they resign Terry McLaurin. Okay. Well, there you go. Now they got him. Robinson's great. Dawson's fantastic. That dude has stepped up. He, he's great. And he was, I think that was, this was his rookie season this year. He's, oh. he, huh? Oh, no, I was going to say, Washington's
3: biggest thing is going to be figuring out the quarterback situation. They have Eric Bieniemy now. I, I expect them to go get a veteran starter. They're going to – I can't I, – right now it's so muddy with the quarterback situation, and we won't know as we get closer to free agency who's going to actually be available. <laughs> they, they're in a difficult scenario because I think the obvious answer would be Derek Carr. I don't think Derek Carr has any interest in going to Washington. I don't think most players have interest in going to Washington because of how bad their ownership is. And everyone is expecting Ron Avere
1: to get fired at some point. Okay, so here, here's, here, here's something. Don't, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. but here, Here's something for a quarterback. What do you think about Daniel Jones going to Washington? I think
3: the Giants will franchise Daniel Jones at bare minimum, keeping him off the free agent market. I, I think they would if Daniel Jones didn't get franchised and hit the open market. I could see Washington trying to give him 40 or $45 million. That team is desperate. They need. You say, hold on. You
1: said four years for forty-five million? No,
3: I no. They give him forty-five, forty to forty-five million a year. Okay, gotcha. I,
1: I well, think cause, that team cause is cause If I'm not mistaken, the Giants wanted to give him like $20, Twenty to thirty. If I'm not mistaken. No, I I think ultimately the Giants probably want
3: to keep him in the thirty-five million dollar range. I think Daniel Jones, if he hit free, if he hit free agency and was a true free agent, I actually do think he would get forty to forty-five million. As crazy as people say it is, quarterbacks are so they're so hard to get, and he flashed just enough and took a team to the the, the divisional round of the playoffs. That I do think a team that is as desperate as Washington, as Washington is, they would give him forty to forty five million. I don't think that's going to happen. So you start looking at other options, maybe like A.D. Dalton. I mean, now it's. You don't go back. You go forward with Taylor Heineke or somebody better. I don't think Taylor Heineke is going to be on Washington next year. I, I don't see it, especially with the way it ended with Ron Revere. I think Heineke is either going to be a bridge starter for somebody or he'll be a backup for like the Chiefs. Or what do you think? A, or a team like Buffalo? What do you that think? needs a
1: experienced veteran backup. What do you think Eric enemy can do for the, for for Washington?
3: I think he is going to give them some stability, and. Vision offensively, he has. We haven't really seen him as a full play caller in control of his own offense, but I think he'll do fine. I think the biggest thing for him is he's going to be able to bring stability to a team that's been unstable and basically had a gym coach as an offense coordinator. I I think his biggest problem though is that team has a lot of talent, but they don't have a quarterback. They have Antonio Gibson, they have Brian Robinson, Logan Thomas has been solid at tight end. Uh, you have Terry McLaurin and uh, Jahan Dotson at receiver. They have talent. their Their offensive line needs to get better. They, they, have, oh, enough oh, it,
2: they have enough yes, talent. To you be know a playoff
1: team. The, the The offensive line on both both edges. Oh my god! You know they they that Taylor Heineke, and they played Carson Wentz because they they basically said that Taylor Heineke blew the game when it's not true. If he had better protection, to your point, on the outside, he wouldn't have gotten sacked as many times. Their offensive line was horrible. Down. Down towards the end of the season, it was just bad. The good thing that bailed him out is because Taylor Heineke's mobile.
3: The the problem with Washington is this: their their reputation is so bad. I'm having trouble thinking of quarterbacks they could actually realistically get.
1: Now they got nice uniforms. I'll say that.
3: They they are a team that has. They're. I I think they would be a playoff team if they had a actual competent NFL quarterback. Garrett Carr would be the guy I think they would go after, but I don't think he has any interest in going there. I, I really think the biggest thing for Washington is identifying a quarterback in the draft or finding a veteran they feel comfortable with to come either back up or challenge Howell at as the starter. You maybe don't Jacoby Brissett, Brissett, maybe? No, he gets hurt too much
1: with the Browns. He gets hurt too much.
3: I mean, he he was healthy he, when he was playing this year for in, in place of Deshaun. I thought he put – I thought he played pretty well. If you look at his numbers, he actually played better than Deshaun did. Jacoby percent. I don't think Jacoby percent's bad. I think he just needs an offensive coach that believes in him and can de- can develop a game plan around his deficiencies.
1: I, I I don't think that I don't think that that's uh that's the way to go. It, it just can't be. It, 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 We're looking feels, at maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo would probably be better. But I think you have made a good point about Derek Carr. However, you said that you don't think nobody wants to go there. But they have Eric Bieniemy there now, unless Eric Bieniemy is as, as bad as some people say he is, which I don't think is true. But of course, nobody truly knows. But if, if it honest, should be it, it should be something attractive for a, a player like Derek Carr to come to Washington to play for. Play
3: if for we're that. being honest, Washington should have fired Ron Rivera and Eric Bien-Aimé should actually be their head coach. Yes, I think part of it is because the expectation is that Ron Rivera is going to get fired at some point next season. He's probably going to get fired, whether it's by whether it's by and the team's poor performance or them getting new ownership and they end up wanting to clean house. I do think Eric Gammy will be the first person to get the interim job because he, he has the pedigree and experience that a you would look for in an interim coach. I think the biggest thing is if if I think if Eric Gammy was the head coach, they might be able to get a quarterback like Derek Carr. But just Ron Rivera is their coach. I think he's holding on back. Because nobody expects him to be their coach by the end of the season. Right. You're looking, just looking at some of the free agent quarterbacks, you're looking at Mariota, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Jim Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater, Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton. Uh, there's not a lot of talent there.
2: So it's either, it's either get one of those guys
3: or trade up in the draft for a, a rookie quarterback and, That gives you a quarterback who didn't really play much in his rookie season as your number one, and a rookie quarterback is his backup. That's just – they're in kind of a – they're in a tough situation. For a team that has as much talent as they do on offense and defense, they're in a tough situation because they lack the stability of basically every other franchise in the NFL.
1: Right. So their defense – Chase Young, I I don't know. I, I heard that they said they might let him. Go, they might cut him. Um, That's not going to happen. Think, what do you think happens here? Because if they let him go, and I still think I still think he's a great player. He's just obviously injury prone. Injury prone. Um, no, but I think they're not going to get rid of. Ch- they're not going to get rid of Chase Young. Chase Young is too good to let go. He.
3: The thing is, they have to make a decision. Do you keep going with Chase Young, or do you trade him? They're not going to cut him. If anything, they would trade him. I I think you got to let it ride and you trade him next year if this year doesn't work out. He'll be going to year four. What I would do is I would accept his fifth year option. I think he'll have a good bounce back year as he's finally healthy. I think he'll have a good year. I do think you have to think about if this season goes south for the for for the Commanders. I think you have to think about trading him maybe in season or after after twenty twenty three.
1: Well, see, they're losing key parts on their defense, but they also um, so that they they cut safety Bobby McCain. They got rid of, or they just franchise tagged um, Darren Payne. Um Payne, thank you very much. And if they get rid of Chase Young, what are they going to do to their defense? No matter how good their offense is, if you can't play defense, you're not going to you're not going to keep your team in the game or just I, shut the other team out. I'm in, I'm interested to see what they do because
3: I would expect because Ron Rivera might get fired. He's probably going to keep all of his guys and try to go all in. I kind of think they should trade Ron Payne, especially if they want to try to trade up and get a quarterback. It would be another first round. I think you get a first round pick for Ron Payne. But what does that do to their defense? I think it makes it a little bit weaker, but I think you get, if you can get a quarterback, I think that's the saving grace. Let's say they trade up and they get Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. If you get one of those guys and they show any type of ability at quarterback, that buys you probably a year or two if you're Ron Rivera. Especially if he plays well. If you if you in this hypothetical, if they trade up and they get CJ Shroud, because they trade they trade Ron Payne, they have two first round picks. They trade up and they draft CJ Shroud. If he shows anything and Eric Bieniemy can get him to play just competent football as a rookie, it's gonna buy them time.
2: Well, I mean, okay, so they have the the
1: The number 16 draft pick the Washington Commanders do in this year's draft in the first round, and they're projecting that Joey Porter from Penn State, who's a cornerback, they're going to get. And then they also have some of the people that they're saying that they're going to focus on um, Devon Witherspoon from Illinois. I'm not a college football guy. Do you know anything about those guys or how well they perform?
3: So I think some of those are good options. What I'm looking at is a draft trade chart. Let's say you trade Ron Payne, you could probably get pick twenty or twenty or lower for him in the first round. So let's say you trade him to a team like, let's say, a team going all in like a Minnesota, or a team like the like the Chargers, you could probably get up to around pick four to six, which means you'd be in you would be in range of a quarterback. If I were them. I would trade Ron Payton. It makes your defense a little bit worse. Yes. I would trade up for a quarterback. I think Washington doing anything other than drafting a quarterback in this draft it it basically
1: doesn't matter. Okay, we'll see. Only two people um from hogshaven.com uh, have projected that they're going to get a quarterback and they are saying Will Levy Will Levy from Levis. Quarter, Levis from quarterback from Kentucky and Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida.
3: I think both of those guys both go in the top ten. You're going to have to – you're probably top eight. You're going to probably have to trade up for both of them. It's, you're, this isn't going to be the year to sit back at 16 and get a quarterback unless you're taking somebody who's a second-round type guy in first.
1: Okay, so this is what Ron Rivera has said that these guys are saying um, regarding if they're going to draft the quarterback. Ron Rivera said – I know this. We will go into OTAs, mini camp and training camp with Sam Howe more than likely quarterback one. Bullshit. And we'll see what happens. As much as I didn't expect Cal to, la- uh, to last until the fifth round last April, it wouldn't be a shock if the commanders took a chance on Richardson if he was still available here. Given his size, athletic traits, and immense dual threat upside, Richardson most often draws comparisons to Cam Newton, who won NFL uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year in Rivera's first season as a head coach. And let me see the analysis for Will, Le- Will, you said Will Levis? Will Levis. Washington must find an answer at the quarterback position and they jump ahead of the quarterback needy Raiders to do so. Um, Levis has lo- had a lot, has a lot of similarities to the guys Washington has been trying to make work in recent years with a higher upside and much younger. They've said somehow is their starting, is their starter going into next season, but that could all just be mind games so they can strike out of nowhere yeah, to get the, I- their fan strikers to die.
3: I think with Eric Bieniemy, I think Eric Bieniemy, if he's not picking the quarterback, I don't know why they hired him then. But to me, just thinking of the quarterback, thinking of the quarterbacks, I think that Eric Bieniemy would want. I think Anthony Richardson kind of jumps out at him. I, I kind of think CJ Stroud too. Just he's so incons- he's been kind of inconsistent. And you're not really sure what his ceiling is because some games it looks like he could be easily the best quarterback in the draft. Other games he he kind of looks like Garrett Carr, uh, in terms of what his ceiling could be. Right. So to me, that would be the guy I'm trying to zero in on, and I think you probably have to, you probably do have to jump Vegas and maybe even Seattle. I, Washington's got to be willing to trade parts to go all in and get a quarterback. I just can't imagine them sitting back and drafting a corner or a safety, or another defensive tackle or defensive lineman.
1: And you said Jerome Payne, you said that you could see them getting traded to who?
3: Uh if you look at some of the teams later in the first round, maybe a Chargers.
1: That's right. You just said that. Okay.
3: Seattle could use a defensive or they could use a defensive tackle like him. Minnesota's a team that's trying to go all in while be, while Kirk Cousins is under contract and they it looks like they probably don't want to pay him. Again, Jacksonville's a team that is young and might want a piece like that to go on their defensive line. I, I think tough. if you're watching, you've just got to get creative. You've got to – you have to get another first-round pick. And their two best – their best chance at getting a first-round pick is trading somebody on the defensive line, whether it's Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, or Chase Young. They have to trade one of those guys if they want another
2: first-round pick.
1: Okay, well, Washington better do their thing. And I'm a huge fan of Taylor Heineke, and I hope he goes somewhere and actually starts. Um He's got talent. Um, but I also wish the best for Eric Bienemy and I hope he does well. And Ron Rivera, you're on my shit list. I always liked you until this season. So you're in the shitter with me, bud. So next, we got rid of Washington. Uh, we
2: nailed down Washington. Let's go to uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, do they Justin, trade
3: do- him. Hold on. Do they trade him? I, no, I don't him. think that I don't think they trade Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is going to be their quarterback. I I think he I know I've seen different people who do who cover the draft say that some of the guys might be better than Fields. I think Fields as from what we've seen for Fields as an NFL player, he I think you roll with that rather than taking a chance on one of these guys in the draft. That's just me, but I feel like Fields can be a top ten level quarterback. I think. Some of the issues he had were they didn't really have a great offensive line, and all the receivers got hurt. I I think if
1: you build around Justin Fields, I think they could be a playoff team. Well, their offensive line sucks, but I will say this: I think they need to trade him. His comments rubbed me the wrong way regarding the snow and the cold weather. These were his comments. Yes, it's very difficult to adjust to, especially with the wind. Fields said, "That's what I found out. That's what it's all about: is the wind. It can be cold. It can be ten degrees." But with no wind, you're fine. But with that 15 mile per hour wind, that 20 mile per hour wind, you can't fight it. It's tough. When it's that cold, you have to uh, bundle up. I feel way slower in that cold. It's hard to stay warm in that weather. I hope we get a dome. That to me, that's if you can't play in the fucking elements, how are you going to go to somewhere like Green Bay or Buffalo and perform? Well, you're not going to be able to. I, I also that, that that to me brings him. My respect for him
3: goes down. I forward. I don't think. I don't think that was all just oh, I, I I think I think it was a targeted message because I think the Bears are going to have a dome that he is their quarterback. A lot of their fans see him as their franchise quarterback. Their franchise quarterback wants a dome. I think it was a message because I don't think Bears fans want a dome. I think they're kind of putting that out there because the Bears are about to build a dome. I think yeah, I don't think he likes playing in the cold because it does get really windy and cold in Chicago. I think that was more of a direct thing to kind of prepare their fans for having a dome. I disagree because if you look, what's been in the news recently, they just bought a piece of land where they're going to move to and if they're going to build a new stadium. It's probably going to be a dome.
2: That's my interpretation
3: of what happened. I, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think as a starting quarterback, you need, you need or want to say that, but I think, I don't think that was the main motive. I think it was a part of the motive. I think the main motive was to put out the, hey, the Bears, as the Bears quarterback, I would like a dome. Because that's
2: actually the stadium they're going to be building is a dome. Well, then,
1: if they have the number one pick, did they get somebody for the offensive line, for the defense? What do they do? Or did they just trade it away? And uh, get and who? Then and get what? I trade, I
3: trade out from one of the teams that needs a quarterback. I trade out. I trade down. So whatever pick, and then if you need to trade down again, you do, or you stay at, like, pick three or four, and you take Will Anderson. Coming from where? He's a pass rusher out of Alabama. The other guy would have been Jalen Carter, but he's dealing with, like, legally – well, he's dealing with legal issues, and he's got a long, complicated story that is going to have to be sorted out over the next year. I think you probably stay away from him. To me, the Bears' best move is trading down and getting Will Anderson. Or trading down to around pick ten, eleven, twelve, and drafting an offensive lineman or receiver.
2: Okay,
3: I, I personally in this draft class, I wouldn't take any of the offensive linemen and receivers
1: until around pick ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, so you kind of ease me on the Justin Fields situation, but I think I, I see your perspective, and I and I acknowledge your perspective regarding what he how he said that if, from your context, how you took it. So I, it kind of eases me, but. I still don't like it. Um, moving on. Let's go to Sean Payton. What do you think about the hiring of Sean Payton for the Denver Broncos?
3: Uh, legalized bank robbery.
1: <laughs> I
3: mean, it, this isn't going to work. Like, it, what the Broncos did is they basically hired Sean Payton, and if he can work with Russell Wilson, if he can make Russell Wilson work, that's fine. If it doesn't work, well, Sean Payton, we hired Sean Payton, who is this, who's this really good coach for the Saints. I just think if you look at the team, if you look at the division, That team's in a rough spot. If you look at the Saints, the biggest problem the Saints had was they went a lot of years without being able to build defense. Okay, well, they hired Vance Joseph, who used to be their head coach. They hired him back. He's their defense coordinator, uh, coordinator now under Sean Payton. I think part of the issue with the Broncos is they're just kind of fucked. Mainly because you play in the same division as Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert's also in the division, which means, at best, you're going to have the third-best quarterback in your division.
1: And, and, and you're going to have the second-best coach at best. And the Chargers just got a new offensive, offensive coordinator who was the offensive coordinator behind uh, – I mean, for the Cowboys, who yeah, was behind I mean, the Chiefs in their offense for the past, I think, three, um, three to five years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. With I, Dak no, Prescott. I,
3: I, like, I like Kellen Moore. I think he's a pretty good offense coordinator. I I don't think he'll be able to fix all the problems with the Chargers. But when it comes to the Broncos, I just think they're in a rough spot. They're going to, they're probably going to have to move off Russell Wilson. I just, I don't buy any of the hype he's going to be able to fix Russell Wilson. I think Russell looks kind of old and slow. I think he's lost a little bit of his arm strength.
0: Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. no purchase necessary btw void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
3: I think it's I think he's going to play really bad this year. I think they'll find a way to get out of his contract whether it's eating money or finding a team to take it on. And then they'll look to 2024 and trying to rebuild their roster. It, it would not shock me if we get to the end of the year and they've traded a bunch of their guys. I, I yeah. just don't I don't see it as a easy fix. You you have a guy like Jerry Judy who you have to start making the decision on. You have to either you have to make a decision on his fifty-year option this season. I mean, I think I would accept it and add the fifty-year option, but he's not been great. Cameron Sutton's a guy they paid a receiver. He's he tore his ACL in I believe twenty twenty. He tore his ACL in twenty twenty. He's not really been the same since. Tim Patrick, the third receiver, they paid him. He got hurt, didn't play last year. That defense is kind of older. If you look at it's pieces, it's still a good defense. If you look so. at their pieces outside of if you look at their pieces outside of Patrick Satan, they're all kind of older guys. Like I just the Broncos are in a spot where they need to rebuild. They they kinda their window was last year and it went terribly wrong. That how wasn't many years, a roster that had a big window. How many years does he have left on his contract? Oh Russ, I don't think they can actually get out of his contract until like twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six. That's what I thought. If they if they were to cut him next year, I think it's like fifty or sixty million in dead
1: cap. Okay, so do, I know we're talking about Sean Payton, um, but let's just talk about Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll real quick. Um, people were, were, you know, people are have always asked, you know, is it Pete Carroll? Do they just mesh well, or is it Pete Carroll a genius, or is Russell Wilson that phenomenal? And I always thought Russell Wilson was that great, and I've always been a huge fan of Pete Carroll. Um, well, you were wrong, <laughs> but. On the I Am Athlete YouTube channel with uh, Marshawn Lynch and some of the other players who've, who've played for Pete Carroll, uh, did you hear those comments about whether or not he's a manipulator or a legendary coach?
3: Uh, no, I did not.
1: I'm going to try to play that for you right now.
2: A legendary coach or a legendary manipulator? He's both, for sure. <laughs> you you no, he's both. You know, because you don't – what I've learned is like – it's hard, it's teams. hard to be a coach. Yeah, You're dealing okay, with 53 yeah. people that just
1: got millions. No, you gotta no, give no, it to no, me. No, come on. One. I can't. He and that's Brandon Marshall speaking. You just seen it. To, we just seen it with our. We witnessed it this year with our own eyes. He made Gino
2: believe. You see what I'm saying? Because he, he that. That, that he makes you turn into a, a
1: gangster on the field. He is a psychologist. Is a psychologist. He know he Is he a master manipulator? or a Hell Master coach? He's, he's a, a psychologist. <laughs> which is so that's what I'm telling you. He a psychologist. Yeah, he knows something. I ain't gonna Okay, so what do you think about those comments made by Marshall Lynch and Brandon Marshall and the other players? What do you think about that?
3: Uh, you kind of got to be a little bit of both if you want to be a successful coach, because you you kind of got to find a way to get the best out of your players. You also have to find a way. You have to you you have it's a delicate balance between being a player's coach and also pushing to try pushing them to try to get the most out of them.
1: Yeah, I that, I think that just shows that Pete Carroll is just uh. A phenomenal coach who just doesn't get talked about enough and who's been shit on a lot because they've always said that he's getting bailed out by Russell Wilson when maybe, and I hate to say it, I've always been a huge fan. He's always been in my top five until this past season of how great of a a football uh, playing quarterback he's been. He just shit the bucket. He shit the bed big time.
3: I I think what we've seen is that the Seahawks reigned in Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson basically was in control of everything in, in Denver, and it became a mess. In in Seattle, you had Pete Carroll. You had guys there to rein him in and kind of check him. And then as he started – as the team started to turn over and they lost those players, Russ got more power, and then it got to the point where Seattle was just kind of done with him. He goes to Denver, gets all this power, and they were already done with him five games into the season. I just – I think what you see is that Seattle had a good play on what Russ could and couldn't do. Right. And and that Russ – Wanted more power and he wanted more control of what the offense could do. And Seattle knew it would be trouble, so they traded him and it became a complete mess. Yeah, now, did Nathaniel it help Hackett, that did it help? that? Hackett did a bad job for the But oh I was gonna say Nathaniel Hackett did a bad problem for the or he, he did a bad job for the Broncos. I don't think it was fully his fault. There were times where guys were running wide open over the middle of the field, Russ didn't throw it to him because he either couldn't see it or he yep. wasn't confident in making the throw.
1: Yep. Now do you think that Pete Carroll's success and Geno Smith's success um this past year was highlighted because how bad Arizona and the Rams did?
3: Uh Pete Carroll's a good coach. He's always gonna be a guy that gets seven or eight wins, even if his team's not great. They won nine games this year. I thought Geno played really well. They have they have some talent offensively. You've got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, uh Kenneth Walker. They have good players. Uh they just I think I think it helped that Arizona and the Rams were bad. I don't think if either of those teams were healthy, they would have been that good, though. Okay. Kylo played most of the year, and that team sucked. And then with the Rams, Matt Stafford, I just don't know if he's ever going to be fully healthy again.
1: Right.
2: Okay, well, that's fair. Okay, let's move
1: on to uh, the Jets quarterback situation. What do you think? Who do they, they get? Have to, they have Garrett to wait Carr, for Aaron, Aaron Rockers. Win Rockers win the Garoppolo. Huh?
3: Yep. They have to wait for Aaron Rodgers to emerge from the darkness and he will be their quarterback. He's already emerged from the darkness. Well he's gotta re he's gotta he's probably going back into the darkness.
1: Oh you mean he's gotta hit the sunlight?
3: He's now he's he he reemerged, now he's gonna go back in, he's gonna finish his time in the darkness, and he'll figure out that the jets of the Jessen team. Did he actually go back in? I don't think he's going back in. He had I know he came out early. He was supposed to be in there four days, he was in there for two days. He couldn't handle the darkness. Fuck. He's like a no, no, in ball. all seriousness, Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, I think the Jets are the best option for him. I can't really see any other options. Like the Vegas stuff doesn't make any sense. That team needs to kind of rebuild. They right. don't have a quarterback. They have expensive they have an expensive receiver. A couple expensive defensive players. They're spending all their money on those guys. The rest of the defense stinks and they have no offensive line. So that, that's a bad option. That's really been the second option. The Jets are perfect if he wants to leave Green Bay. Do the, the Jets is need, I don't. I don't know if he's fully committed to or not.
1: Do the Jets need anything on, on other than a quarterback?
2: They
1: I mean, they need
3: a, the Jets need to improve their offensive line a little bit. But I I think I think they can find a way to make it work this season. Also, Rogers' quick passes you can you can make it work if you have a good quarterback.
1: Okay, so our next thing to talk about is free agents and what free agents could help them boost their offense and, and, and defense for the Jets.
3: So with the Jets, if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr is the guy to go to. He's the best quarterback on the free agent market.
1: Uh, I, Do you say that over Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt? Because Jimmy Garoppolo wins games. I mean,
3: it's a combination of everything. I, I think I think Derek Carr is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's played for a shitty organization with, with the Raiders. To me, Derek Carr is just, I think he has a much higher ceiling than Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo played for the 49ers, yes. They they got to the Super Bowl. They got close again in the last couple seasons, but I think the biggest problem I have with Jimmy Garoppolo is he gets hurt and he's kind of erratic. He's always gonna he's always seemingly gonna throw two or three passes a game where he's throwing it up for grabs. And not that Derek Carr doesn't do the same thing, because when you get pressure on Derek Carr, he gets a little bit rattled. I just Jimmy Garoppolo has never been a quarterback who I've looked at and. He could throw the ball 40 times, and you're going to be okay. When I always, I, when I, when I always
1: I, said on previous podcasts that he
3: got overpaid way too much. But Well, the, the game I think of is the 2019 AFC or NFC Championship game. They played the Packers. They got up big. The Packers started to come back a little bit. Jimmy had some really bad throws. He only threw the ball like six times, but he, he had some bad plays, and they just completely stopped throwing the ball, kept running, and then they blew out the Packers. They basically right. didn't need him to win that game. Right, and the fact the fact that the Packers even got close getting back in that game was because Jimmy kept fucking up,
1: and he did. But at the same time, the man knows how to win win an organization games, and I think that's the thing that people overlook. Oh, well, he has one or two bad plays a game, but they still win the game.
3: Yeah, I just I, I would rather have Derek Carr. I think I think Derek Carr gives you a little bit more than Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy, I just also Jimmy, you don't you can't trust him to be healthy for a full season. He got hurt in 2018. You can't.
1: You're right. He he got hurt in
3: 2018. He got hurt in 2020. He got hurt. He was banged up a little bit in 2021. Like, he just – you can't trust him to be healthy. And then he got hurt this
1: year. And and, and you're absolutely right. So, now, the answer is, okay, so if he goes there, does Jimmy Garoppolo go to the Raiders? I think that's that's a possibility. Uh, Because who else goes there? If you're saying that they they have to rebuild, but they already have – their offensive line sucks. But they have a a good offense – when it comes to wide receivers, um, uh, tight ends, uh, running backs, I mean, that's good. It's their offensive line sucks, and they have no quarterback.
3: So I, I think the Raiders kind of have three options. It's a veteran quarterback like a Jimmy Garoppolo, or maybe they try trading for Matt Jones if the pages are ready to give up on him.
1: No.
2: Or,
3: or you draft your own quarterback. The, the, those are basically their three options.
1: I don't want to see Matt Jones in our division. He's, he's horrible.
3: I mean, I would want to see Max Jones because he's gonna—he's at the 16th picks next year. He, he's awful, right? But I mean, there is a connection there with the Patriots. Josh McDaniels was the offensive coordinator his Max Jones rookie year, so I can see that being a possibility. I, I didn't think Bailey Zappi looked that much worse than Max Jones. He might even be about the same. Uh, I don't think the Patriots will move off of him because Belichick is the person who took him in the first round. But I mean, I don't—I don't think it's possible that the Raiders give him two second-round picks and. They transfer Mac Jones. I don't, I don't think it's uh, something that can't happen.
1: Well, I will say this about San Francisco. They got what they deserved. They fucked Jimmy Garoppolo from the beginning for something younger and shinier. They failed, started him, and failed, and got fucked along the way. And I was actually pretty happy for Jimmy Garoppolo because he looked pretty happy and entertained on the sideline when they were getting their ass whooped.
3: Oh, I mean, they didn't do anything to Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy, Jimmy got hurt. They can't trust Jimmy.
1: No, I'm talking at the beginning of the season. You go with the fucking guy who can win you who can win you games.
3: They spent so much on Trey Lance they had to go with Trey Lance though. Like it doesn't they matter first,
1: what three first round picks on him? they had. To go it doesn't him. matter. He got hurt. You stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. That I mean that's oh my god. it, it just pisses me off. Teams are stupid and and the thing is, who's well, to say he would have no, got hurt if he would have started the season? You the don't know. The reason
3: they couldn't trade Jimmy Garoppolo was because he was hurt. Like the, the, the reason Jimmy first. Garoppolo. The reason Jimmy Garoppolo is mad at the 49ers is because the 49ers wouldn't cut him or trade him. Well, the problem is they didn't want to – I don't think they fully trusted Trey Lance, so they didn't want to cut Jimmy. Also, they couldn't trade him
1: because he was hurt again. And that's fair, but I think they got what they deserved. Their, their whole quarterback situation, and it's going back to Montana and Steve Young, they, they have had a quarterback situation for, for decades. It's always been an Alex Smith Kaepernick, Montana Young. Garoppolo, Lance. I mean, Purdy, fucking, I mean, just that whole organization has never been decisive on who's going to be the quarterback.
3: Well, if you look at San Francisco, they've made, I believe, well, they've made two, two Super Bowls in the last 10 years, and it's been with two different quarterbacks, and they've made a few NFC Championship games. Well, they've had Jimmy Garoppolo start an NFC Championship game, Brock Purdy, Colin Kaepernick, Alex Smith. As successful as they've been, they haven't been able to solve the quarterback position. Right. It's it's kind of, it's insane considering they're one of the teams that have been really successful in the past, and they've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, but they they haven't been able to solve it, and it's been kind of their Achilles' heel.
1: Right. No, that's fair. Um, I want to give a shout out to um, the Jacksonville Jaguars because they did really 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 damn good down the stretch of the season. And respect to Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be a problem going forward for us and the entire NFL. He's really good. Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence should be praised for what they've done for that organization. Honestly, they, that's a perfect fit. You know, you and I have spoken about that, um, on and off throughout the season that that was a perfect guy to go to that guy. And I was glad to see him win games and win close games and battle back from just being down and he's going to be a problem. He really is, I think.
3: Thoughts? No, I think Jacksonville's in a good spot. I really do. They their biggest thing is going to be adding talent around Trevor Lawrence, where he's on his rookie deal. Uh, I'm not that roster is solid, but they that that thing needs a lot of work if they want to be a championship contending team.
1: Right. Okay. Um, Who else we got? So we got Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner as free agents. Uh, Ezekiel um, he,
3: Elliott's not a free agent, but everyone is expecting him to be cut. Although, as Jerry Jones, so you never know.
1: Right. Well, eventually, I say he's going to get cut. Um, well, where do you think any of these guys go? If so, Ezekiel he, Elliott's cut, where do you think he's going go?
3: he to go? The XFL. You think so? Yeah, I don't. Think, I think he's done. He he can't he can't run anymore. He has no burst. He he's basically a blocking back that is. He's a blocking back that can occasionally have some carries on short yardage runs, but he's going to be making too much money. You could just draft a dude in the sixth or seventh round who could do it. Well, as I heard he's going to start.
1: I, I heard he was trying to start a new career as a center. That's what I seen.
3: Oh, that was that was the worst play I've ever seen. It, <laughs> that took the Pat McAfee play where he's where they snapped the ball and took it to a different level. That or was the so one, bad. The one the one where Pat McAfee talks about it on the show,
1: where they that was the, so bad. They had a the
3: fake punt under center. And just ran into nothing.
1: That was horrible. And I I mean, in 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 their mind it probably seemed well, but their execution was shit. It was so bad for the Cowboys.
3: It was the most Cowboys thing you could possibly do in a playoff game, which is just run a stupid play that had no chance of working, and it made them look like complete fools.
2: Um
1: so if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go there, how do you think the, the Packers are going to perform? If Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to the Jets, I'm sorry, how do you think they're going to perform?
3: So I, the Jets are going to add a quarterback. They're, they're going to add a veteran quarterback, whether it's Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they're a playoff team if they get good quarterback play. They, they might be able to win that division depending on what happens with the, with the Bills and if they, can, if they take a step back. That's a good team. That team has a lot of talent on it.
1: It does. They just they had the worst quarterback play in the NFL. I asked that question and said, and I said, if he doesn't go, and if he stays here, well, Skip Bayless has been um, advocating for the Cowboys to make a trade for Aaron Rodgers for um, for Dak Prescott to get Aaron Rodgers. What do you think about that?
3: I don't think I would do that. I mean, you can't really trust Aaron Rodgers either, like that. Dak has his problems, and he's part of the reason they didn't beat the San Francisco Forty ers Right, but if you look at Dak, he's one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the NFC. You don't move off of him. He's still relatively. He, I think he just turned thirty. You, you stick with. I think you stick with him unless you just find someone in the draft who you have to have. The so, the way a- I'm replacing Dak is that if I find someone in the draft who I think is a star.
1: So I'm. I'm already selling Ron Rivera. I'm. Already, you and I have been selling. Mike McCarthy as a head coach, so those two coaches are going to be on the hot seat this season, no doubt, right?
3: I mean, you never know with Jerry Jones though. Jerry Jones is such a weird—he he employed Jason Garrett for like ten years.
1: Right, you're right, but but if you just say hypothetically, if you was to get Aaron Rodgers and trade Dak Prescott, are you sure? Yeah, it, you can, it would
3: have to be it would have to be two different trades. The Packers aren't going to trade for Dak Prescott. I just don't see that happening.
1: But but I'm just saying, just just saying. Um, do you think um? They can actually win 10 or 12 games with Aaron Rodgers if he were to go to the Cowboys.
3: I, I don't think – I think that roster has gotten worse. I would say no. I actually think they might be a little bit worse because Rodgers' cap hit going to be bigger.
2: Right. Well, you know Jerry likes to go to the draft.
3: Yeah, I, I just the, – the Cowboys are interesting just because they – they traded Amari Cooper for basically nothing last year after all the receivers went for high picks. Right. I just, I can't, the the Cowboys, if I were them, I would load up on offense. That That's what I'm doing in this draft. I'm loading up on as many weapons for Dak as possible. And we're going to try to make a, a run at the, at the thing this year. It felt like last year they were missing one more playmaker. If they had one more playmaker, they might've been able to get over the top.
1: So we're bouncing all over here. What do you think um, Justin Herbert can do? Will his offense be better to win closer games? Because he was turning so, into Phillip Rivers down the stretch throughout the season.
3: so part of the, the end of the season, with, I'm sorry. Part of the issue with Herbert is that I don't really know what that roster is going to look like because they spent all that money, and the, then now they're going to have to pay Justin Herbert. They, really, they were trying to go all in for last year, and it just it didn't work.
1: Uh, they and made the playoffs
3: you, and then blew the lead.
1: Why would you start – your starters in the last game when you don't need to well, because and their, they, coach
3: it. Their, their coach isn't good at this.
1: These that teams, was so stupid. These teams keep hiring these
3: coaches because they interview well, as opposed to people that actually do things and are successful. Exactly. That made no sense. I couldn't believe that. And I just, I look at a team like the Chargers. Like, I, I know their GM said they weren't thinking of cutting Ken out, but that is a realistic possibility because they're kind of tight on cap space. They're paying. They have to pay Justin Herbert. You're paying Keenan Allen. You're paying Mike Williams. You're paying Joey Bosa. You're paying Khalil Mack. You're paying Derwin James. You're paying JC Jackson. You're paying your center. Yeah, that cap space adds up real quick. Yep. And you're going to need to find a way to relieve it. So, the the natural thing is to maybe trade or cut a guy like Keenan Allen and draft a receiver this year and the draft to replace it. Maybe to maybe where does Keenan Allen go? go? Where would Keenan Allen go? Yeah. Uh Chiefs. I would, Chiefs. Bills, a contending team, a team that has a good quarterback. That Burrow is a contender. No, I don't. I don't think the Bengals trade any of the receivers. I think they stick with them, for better or worse. I think they're going to stick with those guys, and they're going to try to play. They're going to try to play it as long as they can, until they have to start paying guys, right? And and actually making decisions. My guess with, uh, hypothetically with the Bengals, they're probably going to try to get two more years out of T. Higgins before they have to. trade or either sign to a huge extension.
2: Okay. Let's see who's next. Um, okay, so the last thing we got on here is, unless you want to talk about something else, anybody else want to speak about?
1: Uh, no, let's go on. Okay, so the last thing um, that came out from the NFL, um, according to the NFL, it says concussions rose 18% in 2020. 2020 um, <laughs> NFL con- uh, concussions Rose eighteen percent in twenty twenty two. According to data released by the league, there were hundred and forty nine concussions suffered over two hundred and seventy one games a season, most of them on NFL kickoffs. If they he, half of over,
3: Tua.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, and yet and Tua. That half that's a huge problem.
3: Huh? I said half of those were Tua. Yeah. Uh
1: uh if here we spoke about in the in the XFL podcast, go check that out, guys. Um if they were to incorporate that kickoff in the NFL, it would save players, and they wouldn't have it would help them, where they're not trying to to scatter for talent because that's what every team is looking for is talent and performers. So when it comes when it comes to the concussions, I think some of it is because
3: Tua got concussed and he got concussed on on Thursday Night Football on Amazon, and he kind of started uh, I think they call it planking. Uh, I think that was one of the reasons the concussion rose. Not that not that that injury caused more concussions. I think there was more scrutiny, and I think they even added an extra doctor to to spot possible concussions, and they got way more conservative and aggressive with how they if some if they thought somebody was concussed or not. So I think that's why it rose about twenty percent. Is because guys who typically they wouldn't pull out of games, they would they started kind of watching like a hawk, and they started pulling guys who they thought stumbled or just didn't look right out of games and in some cases they actually did have concussions right and i i think it all kind of goes back to the to the a part where it happened in a big spot and it happened what two concussions in like three days yes. or whether where the dolphin state was concussion or not it looked like you got concussed two times in three or four days absolutely and the nfl had to take it seriously and they did and they Anytime anyone looked like they hit their head, they pull them out of the game. And in some cases they actually did have concussions.
1: Yeah. They need a. I um, I think that they said they're going to try to get some, um, new technology in the helmets, um, going further, going going into the, into next season to protect the players. So the helmets might be looking a little bit different because of the height of the helmet or whatever else, but either way, that should be good for the players, protect them. Um, they're playing a, a physical tough game. You know, people always say if you play football, you're crazy because you like to get hit, and you never know how bad you can get hurt because of it. So um, it's necessary. These these protocols have got to be looked at and analyzed and reanalyzed and, and protect these players, uh, you know, every step of the way. And then we're going
3: back to the kickoff thing, it, it's kind of clear that the NFL is going to do one or two things. So they'll either adopt, adopt rules like the XFL where you can't, Really move until the guy, the returner catches the ball, or they're just gonna place the ball to twenty five and get completely get rid of it. So I can see that. Part of the issue is that, for the most part, if you have a good kicker or a kicker with a strong leg, you can get a touchback almost every time. Some of the, I think some of the rise we saw in it is teams not being used to returning the ball until we got later in the year. It gets colder; it's hard to kick the ball out of bounds, and then you start seeing more returns. So more concussions aren't happening. Uh, I right. think it's a combination of things like that, that that play is not really practiced much. And sometimes what it's 65% of the teams kick for a touchback. And but when it starts to get colder, it's harder to do it. And if you haven't really practiced that play as much, there's going to be some problems.
1: Right.
2: I agree with that. You know, and, and... <sighs> if they do it,
1: Can you ex- I mean if 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 they get rid of it, does that take a part of the game that's just you don't have that fast break, exciting part of the of uh, 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 offensive scoring or special team scoring? Well, I mean really if you
3: think about it, I don't think there are that many returns. The, all, the only two I can think of were Naheem Hines and Buffalo in, right in the last week of the regular season. Right. Uh most of the big plays on special teams come from punt returns.
1: And if you're if you're to say to uh, get get out of it, or get rid of it. Um, I mean, in playoff games, it's helped us. With McCole Harbin, you got Sky Moore uh, and Tony. I mean, she's won two games with the punt. They, yeah. they
3: can't really get rid of the punt return just because it's a it's a major part of the ball changing hands and possession changing. But they're still aligned. They're still lined up the same. Yeah, I mean, punting's punt a little bit different, though. It just it's not. In theory, you have guys blocking, and it, it's—I don't know if there's a way to get rid of punts unless you're just going to have somebody just chuck the ball down deep. Um, they kind of have to have the punt in or a way to get the other—the get the ball to the other team. Right. Uh, kickoffs are just going to—they're kind of be what they're going to be they're, for the most part. They're going to be touchbacks, and then we get later in the year, and the weather gets colder, and there gets there gets to be more returns. Maybe taking a route like the XFL would maybe reduce some of the concussions because you're not getting full-speed collisions, but that, that to me is kind of the thing is for the most part there are mostly touchbacks, and then we get later in the year, ball gets cold, you're not going to kick the ball that far.
1: Right. Well, and that's what I like about the XFL too is those punters have to actually punt and punt accurately because if it goes out of bounds, it's up to 45. It's If it goes within 20, you have to hit it within a certain amount of, um, I think between the – the one and the 20 and there's a lot of things into it, but it it makes that, that punter be pretty accurate with his kicks. Otherwise the team gets punished.
2: But yeah. um,
3: Anything else you want to add Jess? No, overall I think this off season is, is intriguing because there's so much, there's so much at play with the quarterbacks where we don't know which teams are going to keep their quarterbacks or move on from them. And then you got teams treading up for quarterbacks, and do do NFC teams start getting aggressive? Most of the young, good quarterbacks are in the AFC. Do some of these NFC teams start moving up and trying to get their quarterback, whether it's the Panthers, whether it's the Washington Commanders, whether it's maybe in Arizona, maybe they decide, let's take a quarterback, and and because we don't really trust Kyler Murray coming back. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be an interesting thing to see, because... If I'm the NFL, I would want some of these NFC teams to move up and take quarterbacks because the AFC, there's just it's it's top it's top heavy and Mahomes is just running to them anyways.
2: Right, right. Well, I think that's it for our show, right?
3: I think that's, yeah, that yeah, I think that I think it's all good. Do you have anything, any final thoughts?
1: I'm hoping um, Taylor Heineke gets a shot. I'm hoping the Chiefs go back to the Super Bowl and win it again. Congratulations to Kansas City! I know Jesse and I are happy. We're Kansas City Chiefs fans, born and raised. Um, pretty sad Tom Brady left. Um I know yeah. people shit, people shit on him and whatever else. He he needed to go. He was he's kind of stuck now. But you know, I have my me myself. I have been lucky to see so many great quarterbacks play, and I've seen so many great quarterbacks play in person. I've seen Tom Brady, I've seen Joe Montana, I've seen Dan Marino, I've seen John Elway, I've seen all these great quarterbacks, and I think the NFL is going to miss Tom Brady, to be honest with you, because he's an ultimate competitor, and that's not saying that the league is better with him, but I think that the league is going to do okay without him with the quarterbacks that they have going forward.
3: I, I but, do have one. I do have one question. One last question. But what do we think happens with Lamar?
1: Oh, uh, that's tough. I see. I seen today that the Baltimore is getting is preparing to weigh out their options, just in case he doesn't resign.
3: I think, I think they trade him. If that were if that was my guess right now, I think they trade Lamar Jackson. For who? I think for two three first-round picks, probably three first-round picks. And Vegas? The team that makes a lot of sense to me is, is Atlanta. Well, they're, speak- team kind of, they're kind of outside of, unless they really want to start packaging picks together to go up and get a quarterback, but there's, there are some teams that have more ammo to jump up into the top ten, and in this case, like the top three. If I were them, I think their best play is to try to trade for Lamar Jackson.
1: And... I think, as of yesterday,
2: Marcus Mariota was cut by the by the Falcons.
1: So, there's that.
3: Oh, one last piece of Chiefs thing. Whether they re-sign Juju or not, I do think they add a veteran receiver.
1: I think they're, they need to re-sign him.
3: They're going – well, whether it's Juju or not, they're, they're going to have a veteran receiver on this team. I think they they'll draft a receiver in the draft. I don't know where. Probably rounds one through four. That would make some sense. But – they're they're going to have a veteran receiver on this team. I don't see them going into the year with uh, just MVS, Sky Tony, a rookie, and and whoever else they add.
1: Well, Hardman's not be, coming back. There's
3: going to be a good, experienced veteran receiver on this roster. Well,
1: ha- Hardman's not coming back. You know that.
3: No, it's not going to be Hardman. M- maybe an Al Lazard, maybe a Jacoby Myers if the price is right. I I think they're, I think their plan A is to bring Juju back. Uh, If that doesn't go right, do they maybe make a move for DeAndre Hopkins? I think that isn't off the table.
1: Ooh, that's a good one.
3: Well, the question with DeAndre Hopkins is going to be his contract. Right now, I think he's at two for 36 or 37. If he wants a new contract, it'll it'll be hard to make work if you're the Chiefs. But if you're trading for him, let's say a late third and maybe a, a fifth or a sixth, and for two years and thirty-six million, I, I think that could make some sense for the Chiefs.
1: That'd be interesting to see. Kind of, uh, kind of nervous. And the NFL draft is here in Kansas City this year, for the first time ever. I'm pretty excited to see how the fans turn out. Hopefully the weather's good. Um, bring a lot of money to the city, and hopefully we get it again. And hopefully for the next time we get it, um, the light rail is complete. That a new airport just got built, so if you're ever coming to Kansas City, you're gonna have a good experience at the new airport. And only one, only part of the, the light rail is working right now. That is actually built, so hopefully we get it again. But I'm excited to see how the draft looks in Kansas City. I think it's gonna be a Union Station, and um yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where the rest of this year goes because my year has been shit. Let's just put it that way. Anything else, Jess?
3: I think that's about it.
1: Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this uh, referendum podcast. We appreciate all your support. If you want to show your support even more, uh, please go to our website and buy us a cup of coffee on finflamsports.com. Or if you want to be a Patreon and be a supporter, please go on to Patreon and support us on there. You can go to our website to find those options to, to support us and donate um, to help us out. We appreciate all your help, and it's been a great podcast. Jess, I appreciate everything that you do. Um, this is your host, Big John, lead analyst Jesse J, Finn by FinnFlan Sports, it's the referendum, and we will talk to you guys next time.
2: You don't happening in the world today. You don't, you don't, you don't. We need to make a change one day. happening.